I'm Scott Abraham from ABC7 in Washington, D.C. You know who it is. Travis Thomas Experience. This is Eric Edholm of Yahoo Sports. This is Mitch Tischler. This is Al Galdi, and you're listening to The Big Douglas Show. All right. This is a special edition of The Big Douglas Show. My good friend Andy Burroughs joins us to do a little free agency talk. Uh, Andy, how are you? I am good, Big Doug. Always a, always a pleasure to come and chop it up with you, my friend. So uh, thanks for inviting me. Oh, man, you're a busy man. So anytime <laughs> I get a couple of your moments, I'm excited about it. Now, Andy, it's a, uh, it is St. Paddy's Day today. Is that a big thing over in the UK like it is here? I mean, I obviously I understand it's an Irish thing, but that doesn't always mean that it's not an American thing first. Yeah, it's 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 kind of a big deal. Obviously, the Irish, uh, normally our bars would be packed and, you know, we'd all be out. Well, not me, but uh, I go out on St. George's Day. But um, a lot of the Irish, a lot of my Irish friends would be in the pub. What is it now? Four o'clock UK time. They would have normally been in the pub since 11 a.m. this morning. But um, all the bars and everything are closed. Um, obviously, still over here in the UK, we haven't got any uh, bars open, so it's a it's a bit of a tame one this year, Doug. But yeah, normally a lot of my friends would be out celebrating today. I know it's I've been in the states for St Patrick's Day, and it is it's it's just as big over in the states, I think, as it is over here. Yeah. Okay. Now I will claim um, American ignorance here. What is St. George Day? Because I've never, I've not heard of that before. So, the, so St. George's Day is like the, so St. Patrick's Day is celebrating St. Patrick, who's obviously the Irish patron saint. And our patron saint is St. George. So um, we have the English have um, St. George's Day. So I always go out for a beer and have a few pints on um, St. George's Day. It's still, believe it or not, it's still not a bank holiday over here. Um, over in Ireland, St. Patrick's Day is a, normally a national bank holiday, obviously, this year is a little bit different with a global pandemic and we're all locked down anyway. But um, yes, St. George's day is England's day to go and celebrate our patron state. So we, me and some friends usually hit a bar and, you know, by early in the morning and um, come early in the evening, we don't really know much what's going on. So yeah, it's a good day. (laughs) Well, Andy, I thought we'd do this today because, you know, you and I generally are asking questions. So I thought maybe it'd be fun to do one where, me and you kind of chopped it up and gave our opinions on things for once. So mm-hmm. we've got movement on the Washington football team. They're brought let's start with the quarterback. Everybody's been talking quarterback. You know, I, I guess real quick before we do that, Andy, you know what I've noticed most this offseason? We noticed it a little bit last year. We hadn't heard any of these things, right? I mean, the front so office good. is so tight there at Ashburn right now. I mean, you heard national people connecting dots maybe to Fitzpatrick, but you never heard. I mean, at least I didn't see like a, um, a Standig or a Kime saying, oh, we've heard this or oh, we've heard that. And that certainly is a departure from what we're used to. It's a testament to where we are as an organization now, I think. Um, I tweeted out a few hours ago, actually, how impressed I was of of the organization because, you know, years gone by under a certain Mr. Allen and, you know, everything got, you know, they had more leaks than the Titanic, uh, the Washington football team. Um, It's good to see, but, you know, it it took us all out of left field. I mean, I was sleeping when Ryan Fitzpatrick got announced. It was like 11 o'clock in the evening for you guys, 3 a.m. here. I woke up. And I had like 20 inbox messages on my Twitter. I I was tagged in loads of posts from 
people that weren't even Washington fans. I'm like, either someone's died or we've signed someone. <laughs> so <laughs> thankfully we had, uh, we had signed a, a quarterback and uh, yeah, but it's, it's good, Doug. That's how it should be run. You, we shouldn't know. And the, the team and Ron Rivera are doing things the right way. It's behind closed door. They're, they're quietly doing everything. And when they have something to tell us, They'll tell us our job as fans is to talk and speculate. And, you know, what social media is like and, you know, in the podcast world, we, we we've gone me, you. We've gone through many names since the season's finished till the current free agency has started. We've mentioned probably every single player that's been linked with the NFL. We've just talked about it. But it's good that the team are keeping it all in-house. And, you know, I think Ron Rivera is probably, again, gauging this season to see who he can trust maybe outside in the media world. Because I believe that there's still people that, I won't name any names, but I, I, I think that they're connected to the Washington football team still in the media circles who love the leak story, who may have, uh, who may have got us uh, some, some Benjamins for a leak in the odd story, shall we say, Doug. So um, I think it's brilliant what the team are doing. They ended up going with Fitzpatrick, mm-hmm. uh, a one-year deal, $10 million, up to $12 million. Uh, I think we talked the other day. I had assumed that $10 million meant he was the starter. And then I, I was talking, and, and I feel bad. I cannot remember the gentleman's name now. But he reminded me, you know, they gave uh, Sean Davis a bunch of money last year and just told him to leave. Mm-hmm. I'm not suggesting they'll tell Fitzpatrick to leave. But I guess what it does mean is that the, the quarterback competition that Ron said he was uh, disappointed um, uh, that he didn't um, make, make a thing last mm-hmm. year, right? They just gave yep. the job to Haskins. He has said repeatedly that was a mistake. So I assume that even though they give Fitzpatrick $10 million, that it will still be a competition going into camp. I'm sure he will get the first crack at it. I think they can publicly say there's going to be competition. But I think, Doug, if you're playing someone 10 million for a year, he's not going to, in my opinion, I mean, I said this on our podcast yesterday and uh, we're doing another one with Scott Allen later. Um, and I've heard various people say on this, I think I listened to Team 980 yesterday and they were like, publicly, of course, the team are going to, Ron's not going to want to, like you quite rightly pointed out there, he's not going to want to have a, a Dwayne Haskins scenario again where he doesn't have competition. So publicly, I think they'll say there'll be competition. I don't know. I don't think Kyle Allen will be fit enough come September to, uh, to, to be in competition, uh, fully fit. And I mean, NFL fit, you know, I think he'll, I think he'll take some reps maybe in a few preseason games, if there is any, depending on COVID. Um, but in my opinion, if you're giving a Fitzpatrick 10 million with a 12 million incentive, he's going to be your starter come game one in September. And it, it is interesting because I was talking to my brother earlier this morning about it. And we started out the conversation basically this way and then ended up, with the idea you know you really add up that quarterback room now and they still aren't paying starter level money quarterback if you add all three of them together Mm -hmm. so yes he is the highest paid man in the room no doubt but i also and and your point about alan's health is is probably a bigger deal than than we're remembering out Mm -hmm. of sight out of mind Mm -hmm. but we know turner wanted Allen. I mean, there's a reason that Kyle Allen is here and that's because Scott Turner really thinks he can be the guy for the job. Uh, the other thing that is quite obvious is they weren't happy that Alex Smith wouldn't pump the ball down the field. 
Mm-hmm. You know, that that's why he didn't remain in Kansas City either. Andy Reid kind of always had the philosophy. I'd rather throw, have a guy throw an interception that believes he can throw a touchdown on the very next play. Mm-hmm. And I always thought that maybe they would continue with a conservative quarterback with Ron Rivera as the coach and that great defense. But I think, uh, and I had seen this in an interview that, that um, the Bills head coach did, right? Where he basically said, you just can't, it is too stressful to win those close games. You've got to be able to put points on the board. And if nothing else, I think that's what they're expecting out of Fitzpatrick is somebody to push the ball down the field and give these wide outs and running backs opportunity makes plays down the field. Yeah, I think, you know, could you imagine if Alex Smith, and this isn't, this isn't a detriment to Alex, it's like what you said, he, he was the same at Kansas, but could you imagine how many more touches of the ball Terry might have got um, if he could push the ball down the down the field more? You're bringing in a, a, a touch wood, hopefully you're bringing in a Curtis Samuel, say, in the next couple of days, and you've got a Ryan Fitzpatrick or a Taylor Heineke under centre, they can throw the ball down the field and you know we know Fitzpatrick love he's the gunslinger they call him the gunslinger for a reason Curtis Samuel's probably looking at this as a as a potential uh candidate to come to Washington and he's thinking I wouldn't mind some of this and that could be an I, I thought about this last night after we'd done our podcast and I thought maybe that's another reason why they brought Fitzpatrick in it's a it's a selling point to the free agents that are out there you know, you're, you're not going to have your, you know, no again, no disrespect to Alex. You're not going to have your check down quarterback where a Curtis Samuel, a Terry McLaurin, whoever it is uh, out there, are probably thinking I'm running all these routes, but I'm not getting the ball. You know, I'm not, uh, this is why I want to hurt people. It's very easy to defend against a check down pass once you get the look and you know where the ball's going. But if you've got a Fitzpatrick under centre, None of us know where he, he doesn't even know where he's going half the time. He's it's entertainment. I've said, you know, I think it's going to be an entertaining season in Washington. So a Curtis Samuel will probably look at a, a Fitzpatrick and think, yeah, I, I want to go somewhere like this. And also Washington are probably thinking if we have got something in a Heineke, looking at the way he moves and looking at the way very briefly that we saw him, a Fitzpatrick for a season is going to be a better mentor to him than Alex Smith could have been, if that makes any kind of sense. Sure. Now, it'll be interesting to see what they do with that pick at 19. I was trying to recall this, and I did a brief little bit of research on it, and I had a hard time finding it. It seems like everywhere Fitzpatrick goes, short of Tampa Bay, they've they've drafted a quarterback the same year. (laughs) Uh, And I don't know if that's coincidence or if that's because people view him as a bridge quarterback. Well, what are we bridging to? You know, so I think it's very interesting that they brought in a quote unquote bridge quarterback. Now, maybe this is all to be able to spend one more year filling the roster out and they'll kick this quarterback scenario down the road. I also brought up the idea that maybe they plan on filling out the roster and going what I'll call now the Tampa Bay route. Okay, so we fill out the roster this year with another eight picks or whatever, however many they have. Mm-hmm. You run one more year with Fitzpatrick and then say a team like Atlanta, say drafts quarterback this year and runs Matt Ryan for one more year. Mm-hmm. So maybe Washington kicks it another year and then is in on a Matt Ryan if he gets released. And you start doing what Tampa Bay's done. Now, Matt Ryan's not Tom Brady. I understand Tom's the outlier. But the scenario is kind of similar where you have the stacked lineup now and mm-hmm. you can kind of just plug in a veteran quarterback that can pick things up quickly 
Um, but maybe, I don't know. That, that could be what yeah. they're looking at also. Yeah, I think it's, I think we're re- trying to raise our stock level, if that makes any sense. We're trying to give it that one season to say to these potential franchise quarterbacks, a Russell Wilson, for argument's sake, in a season time, might look at Washington and go, do you know what? I, I quite like the, the look of that. I think uh, Mike Hall tweeted out um, that don't be surprised if someone like him ends up in Washington in a in a season. I think Ron Rivera is using, I said on our podcast, I said, I think this is his building season. I think last year there was so much off the field. What the poor events that happened to Ron, which is obviously a terrible event. We had COVID, we had everything. So it was a kind of, he kind of had a free hit last year and we got into the playoffs, albeit with a, a losing record. So I, kind of see this season as the season where we are putting things into place. So Ryan Fitzpatrick will be with us for a season. You know, we've just gone out and got another corner. We're hopefully going to improve the wide receiving core. We're, we're, we're sure up our defensive line, not that it needs much. I think Ron's trying to send a message to potential quote unquote franchise. It's the dreaded word in Washington. We've been after him since Joe Theismann. I mean, you and I have spoke off air many times just over text messages that we haven't had anyone since the Joe Theismann. But I, like I said yesterday, I firmly believe now that we've got a gentleman in Ron Rivera who I actually trust to, to build this foundation and build everything up. I didn't trust a, a Jay Gruden. Uh, you know, I didn't trust any of the, the, the former coaches to do this because of what more was going on behind the scenes. They probably had Dan Snyder looking over their shoulder, do this, do that. You had a Bruce Allen, do this, do that. Ron Rivera is not going to have any of that. He's going to say this, you do, but do this my way or I'm gone. You know, so I think this season is, it's, it's, you know, and I've heard people like Keith and a few others say this morning, it's frustrating for for the fans in a way because it's always next season. It's always, okay, we're building for next season. But we are now building with the right people in place. We didn't have the workmen to do it before. You know, we've now got the correct people in place to do it. And so like you say, yeah, with a, a Fitzpatrick, it, it could just be building up our stock to, you know, make people see what Washington are trying to do. And if we again make the playoffs this season, that again adds on to this time next year, we might be going after a Russell Wilson. We might be going to get that franchise guy that could really lead this team. Did you see this morning what the, um, I forget who told Dan Patrick, but what the offer the Bears gave for, uh, for Russell Wilson? No, he got turned down. I know that. I didn't see what it was. Three ones, a two, a three, and two starters. Oh, they Jesus. turned down for Russell Wilson. Wow. So, right. It's it's incredible wow. what, uh, what, you, what, what, what teams are willing to offer. You know, it's interesting what you said about the re- rebuilding. Two things on that. Um, one, you're right about Allen. I liked Gr- Jay Gruden. It, it's totally different style of coaching, but but Bruce Allen was buying vegetables to make, you know, Chinese food. And Jay Gruden <laughs> wanted to make Italian food. Yeah, you know what I mean? so it, true. It just wasn't there. It, it, none of it ever mixed or mashed. At least, at least you know, they know what they want. Yeah. And, and are, are getting the right ingredients. Yeah. Uh, the other that I thought was interesting, I saw, and I forget which one of the national guys it was, but it said that they thought that that, Fitzpatrick signing was basically Ron reiterating to the team, listen, I think we can go have a season right now mm-hmm. and win. Mm-hmm. And, and, and this guy gives us a chance to go do that. So I thought that was interesting. 
All right. The other uh, big one is William Jackson III. I had to go do a little research on him. I I was familiar with the name, but, you know, being lost up in Cincinnati, I wasn't real familiar with him. Mm -hmm. Number 16 overall on PFF's big board free agent list for whatever you value that. Um, He is fast, good size for a corner. And more than anything, and you said this earlier, it, it's amazing how quickly Ron's built up the Enron we trust, right? Mm-hmm. It's everywhere. And I don't even recall when Shanahan came back in 2010 or whenever that was. I don't remember him having this level of just like in, in Mike we trust. I mean, people yeah. were excited when Mike got here, but it was not the way in which they have just kind of like, lauded over the decisions that Ron's made but I'll say this they could have had Darby for 10 Ron and um and uh, Marty from that neither one of them have paid corners ever I mean they pulled the tag back from Josh Norman mm-hmm. refused to play, pay Bradbury let him walk there's only 10 corners in the league that are going to make what the new corner for Washington will make this year Mm-hmm. so they obviously see something in him that they really like uh, I was surprised I thought maybe like a, a Shaquille Griffith that ended up going to Jacksonville he's a couple years younger mm-hmm. uh, but they obviously like the kid they got from Cincinnati he I was the same as you Doug I didn't know loads about him um, I knew a little bit from when we played obviously we played the uh, the Bengals and he kept Terry quiet. He seems to be a, a corner. If you've got your number one receivers in, he's going to be the guy he's, you know, he's, he's going to be the guy in making plays. He's lightning fast. My God, can he, can he move? He's lightning quick. Um, yeah. Everyone knows I was a big Derby guy. I mentioned it on my show. I was disappointed to see him leave, but there, yeah, like you said, then Ron Rivera goes and pulls William Jackson, the third out of the bag. And I'm, I'm not disappointed with that. And, I think it just goes, like you say, it goes to testament to the organization, like going back to your point, Doug, it goes to the the testament of the organization that we are now, that we finally, the the Dan Schneiders of this world have thought, you know what, I need to sit back and just let someone like a a head coach. I don't need a Bruce Allen. I don't need, you know, Jason Wright's always said he's not into getting interfered in football. Bruce Allen got it. He was interfering in football matters too, too much on the coaching side in Jay Gruden's ear, in Dan Snyder's ear, saying one thing, saying another thing to Jay Gruden and many other coaches gone. Like you said, the in Ron we trust is because it's either that way or we end up with a, a shit show of an organization again. And I don't think we're with Ron Rivera and with the Marty Herney and Martin Mayhew and all them guys. They're not here to do that. They're here to, they're not here to play player get they're not here to play football they're here to actually run an organization they're here to make sure that ron has everything that he needs give him the tools that he wants and you know bringing in the players that he wants he you know he said to us from day one this is a three four five year process we're now into his second season slash i think this is his first real season after everything that went on last season i think this will be the 2021 season i think we'll see a true ron rivera washington football team what are you looking for next? I, I think maybe we, the, the fan base feels like we're gonna we're in on this uh, Samuels. I mean, connect the dots. It's it's easy to see why. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know that I've seen reports that there are several other teams interested, but 
got to fix up and shore up that wide receiver spot before we hit the draft, right? Yeah, I'd love it. I mean, there's loads of reports going around about Curtis Samuel. His family are from the DMV area. They're all apparently big Washington fans. I, I mean, as far as that goes, it might have some sway. And again, it comes back to the Ron Rivera effect, Doug. I think he gives us a chance of getting players. If again, if it was anyone else, I'd be like, no, they're not gonna, they're not gonna come here. But could you imagine sitting down in a room with Ron Rivera for half an hour? You'd leave that room wanting to. You wouldn't go through the door. You'd run through the wall. You know, he gives you that kind of impression. So I think if Ron can just get the chance to chat to a Curtis Samuel of this world and give him the picture that you and I are seeing and what we're we're getting on board of it, I think, you know, you could be on the verge of having something really, really good in Washington. I mean, for too long now, we've sat on doom and gloom. Uh, we still need a linebacker. In, in, obviously, we let uh, we let one go yesterday. Uh, Pierre Lewis, uh, he, yeah, he, he went left. to Houston, right? Yeah, he went to Houston for a, a shed ton of money. Um, yeah. For, you know, someone that didn't play a lot for us, but he took a lot of money to go to Houston. I mean, they're not, I wouldn't compare them to nowhere near as good as us. So obviously Ron didn't rate him. And so he's obviously, I think obviously it's not going to come out because we don't know what's going on, but I think Ron already knows who he wants. And he's probably within the next couple of days, we either get a free agent or you, like you say, we, we hit the draft and get a, a young buck in there to, he's very sensible, Ron. He's getting these wily old veterans just in these little places. And he's yep. just putting them in these little pockets of the team. He's not flooding the team with veterans going, here's five or six of them. And we're trying, he's getting a quarterback. That's a veteran. You know, he's getting, he's getting little bits and pieces. If he brings in a Curtis Samuel, been there, done it, knows what he's doing very well. He'll know the scheme that Ron Rivera wants to run. And what Scott Turner will open up the playbook for these guys. And when you've got a Ryan Fitzpatrick slinging you the ball, that playbook's going to be wide open. You know, it's it's yep. it's, it's going to be, we're going to be all, we are literally going to be all guns blazing. So uh, yeah, wide receiver, linebacker, a free safety, a safety and free safety for me still. We're not quite sure what's what's happening, happening there. I can't see like a Troy Apke being on the team come September. That could be another one that no one's really talked about yet or mentioned. That'll be interesting to see what he, what he does there. But I, I think... I'm ho- I'm really hopeful actually. I think this will be the the Ron Rivera's yeah. Ron Rivera you know, effect. It, it's interesting, Andy. It it is obvious that the organization puts a dollar amount on players. That it's obvious they must set the board, put the dollar amount on there, and, and that's it. And and mm-hmm. once it goes over there, it's, I'm out. I'm, I'm, we're not we're mm-hmm. not doing that. And and that's another thing that is so refreshing that we. We have not seen here. They they have tried to make a couple of big splashes last year. We know it didn't work, uh, but they're not going to go out and spend just for the sake of spending. Uh, and I love that. And, yeah, and look at Trent new, Williams. It's new. Oh my god. Oh my Gracious. god! I couldn't. I thought my phone. I thought I'd seen too many numbers on my phone this morning. I was like, don't get. I love Trent. Hey. But I was like, you are kidding contract, me. Andy. Six year. Six. Hun- was it one hundred thirty eight? point something obviously and, and I'm the, like, and the wow. number's fine but and i know it won't i know these contracts don't get to the end just like this three-year deal for jackson's really only a two with an opt-out but hell even if they even if he plays out five years of that contract i mean 55 million that? guaranteed it's a lot and you're money. just like this is crazy you know i mean no wonder Washington. I mean, he's still equal- the best tackle He's still the best tackle in the game. He deserves every penny. And oh. apparently they had to offer him that big contract because the Chiefs had been in on that. Um, they, they, tried, okay. they tried to give him a ton of money. 
and uh, the 49 Yeah, that is some serious. Fair, you know, fair play to the guy. If you can get paid that for playing football, oh, yeah. you're not going to, no oh, one's no going to say no to that. But yeah, I couldn't believe my eyes when I read that this morning. I was like, wow. It was crazy. That Samuels, before we wrap that up, I was thinking about that the other day. If they sign Curtis Samuels, then you'll have Terry McLaurin ran a 4-3-3. Samuels ran a 4-3-1. Antonio Gibson ran a 4-3-7, something like that. I mean, you talk about a whole lot of speed on an offense that likes to move people around a bunch. And I and I know you've heard this, and, and I've heard it from the national guys a, a bunch recently. Uh, around the league, they are higher on Scott Turner than mm-hmm. I think the Washington fan base is. They, mm-hmm. A lot of Washington fan base were not real happy with Turner. I, I think maybe that's just because they're not He's not a name that they're familiar with or or he is only because of last name and it makes Washington fans nervous. But but the mm-hmm. national guys think he's really creative, don't they? Oh, they do. I mean, everyone, we've got Scott Allen on again today on our show and I know he thinks very highly of him and I'm the same as you, Doug. You know, we speak to the to the national guys and the local DC guys on, on, our, on our podcasts. But you think the poor guy had Haskins, Smith, Allen, Heineke. He's probably thinking, you know, he had one playbook for... We all know he had a tiny little playbook for Dwayne Haskins, you know. A they, memo pad. Yeah, it literally was post-it notes, you know, probably like he's stuck on his on his laptop. Then he had Alex Smith coming back and he's probably thinking, oh shit, I don't want to, I want to draw something up where he's not going to get hit. Then he had a Heineke come off his couch. He's like, I don't even know this guy. So I don't know what I'm going to do here. Just do what you want. You know, he had a Carl Allen. So I think as much as we say this is Ron Rivera's first season, I think it's the same for Scott as well. I think he's going to really, really show us what he can do this season. And, and I'm kind of now, uh, I woke up this morning, uh, I done a podcast yesterday with the with the Washington Addicts guys, and it was all a bit, a little bit doom and gloom, but I'm trying to see the other side of it as, as well now. I want to be that optimistic fan and people call it rah-rah, but why shouldn't we be a lot better? You know, we've, we've got one of I the best head coaches. I don't know why you'd be doom and gloom right now. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, things are on the move. It seems. Yeah, we're in a better place now than like everyone knows I started supporting in 2000. This is probably the best place by that 2012 season when we got RG3, where I've actually thought, you know what? Yeah, we're going to, we're going to do something good here. Uh, yeah, there's no doubt. Uh, and I don't, there should be plenty of room for, for optimism. Uh, Andy, I know you're a busy man today. I appreciate you coming on. Give me a little bit of time today. Always a pleasure, Doug. You, uh, you know that I've always got time for you, my friend. You don't even have to ask. Just drop me a text. And um, always got time. I love what you do, and uh, especially all the shows that you put out. Being a big, uh, a bit, uh, a baseball fan, a, a basketball fan, I listen to. Um, I listen. I learn a lot from your shows because some of the guests you get on are amazing. So uh, I just sit there and listen, and I'm, I'm just a sports geek. So I, I love it, my friend. Thank you, Andy. We appreciate you coming on today. We'll, we'll catch you up down the road. Anytime, my friend. All right, brother. Have a good one. And you, mate.